2 Peter chapter number 1, beginning at verse 5. Let me start with the NLT just for verse 5. Over the last several weeks, we have been talking in the area on the subject living offense-free. Will you say that? Living offense-free. Get into that place in God where you are no longer or where you are living stress-free, strife-free, and stuck-free. Get into that place, listen to this now, where nothing causes you to stumble. And that is a place, according to the Word of God, that you and I can arrive. But we must be lovers of God's Word. What do you mean lovers of God's Word? People who actually do what the Lord says to do. So when you confront it with an issue, your response should be that of what God has directed you and I to do, in spite of how it may feel. Are you with me? But we, we, we've been talking about living offense-free, and we've covered a great deal um, in that area. I mean, we covered a lot of ground. So last week, we began to talk about overcoming offenses, overcoming offenses. Now, write this down as a subheading. We want to talk about, well, we want to get where we left off last week, and we want to talk about seven indispensable qualities, seven indispensable qualities, and they're listed right here in Peter, or seven absolutely necessary qualities. Watch this that would aid in you and I never stumbling. And I want to say this, and one of the reasons why we spent so much time on this subject is because the Word of God lets us know that a brother who is offended or sister is harder to win than a fortified city. In other words, you can compromise a strong city. It's easier for you to get into this city than it is to get a brother or sister to release that offense. And you have to remember that to hold it is a choice. To take it is a choice. It's going to happen. But it's up to you and I to not allow that thing to take root. And another reason why it's so serious because I gave you some stats, and according to uh, these stats, it said that at any given time, 80% or more of congregants in local uh, churches are offended, 80%. So if we were to use that as a gauge today, that would mean 80% of you are offended at somebody either in here or out there. And here's the thing. It's not so much the offense. It's when you allow the offense to take root. But you're going to be offended but you don't have to allow that offense to take root. Are you with me? So well, how do I know when it's taking root? When there's rebellion, there's slander, there's lying, there's strife, hatred, jealousy, bitterness, rage, resentment, unforgiving, murder, even for some. Are you here? And these are just some of. What happens when a person allow him or herself to take hold 
of an offense. Now, in Luke 17, we've seen, and I want you to write this down. This bears repeating uh, some things that we need to understand is, number one, that Jesus said, it's impossible that no offenses should come. So say this, offenses are going to come. I don't care how long you've been saved, how saved you are, offenses are going to come. Now, <clears throat> then two, he said, make sure that you are not the one who's creating or causing one to stumble. So number one, I know offense is coming. Number two, I don't want to be the one causing the offense. And number three, uh, something else that's important that we found in Luke 17, um, and you can write this down for your learning, particularly between verses one through three, that we are to take heed to ourselves. In other words, we must stand guard. We must guard our hearts. So in, uh, when he says take heed to yourselves, you make sure that you guard yourselves. <laughs> Why? Because the opportunity to be offended will come. Are you with me? Then, of course, he also tells us something else to note there is that we should forgive. We forget about that. Are you with me? Now, just for your hearing, that word offense, of course, it's the Greek word scandalin. And it gives the, it's a snare or a stumbling block or a cause for error. Now, it, it also denotes someone, listen to this, who is caught by their own devices. In other words, it's, it's allowing this thing to take root because of your personal biases or carnal thinking. So, uh, the, for the most part, the majority are offended because of their carnal thinking or their biases. Now, that's not to say that there won't be people who actually do something that, that's hurtful or say something that's hurtful. No, no, that's going to happen, okay? But the thing is, I don't let it take root. Yeah, what you said hurt, but I overlooked it, as the word says. Oh, you don't remember that, huh? Let's look at that real quick. Had intended to go here. Huh. Let me show you something real quick, Lee. Oh, okay, I heard that. You don't know how bad it hurt. That, man, that, man, man, that hurt me to my heart. And listen, nobody's excusing the hurt. But if you want to live stress-free, strife-free, stuck-free, it's to your advantage that you forgive. We're not saying it felt good. Nobody's denying the hurt. Listen, we're talking to believers, right? And when we do what he says do, it identifies us as being his sons and daughters. <laughs> it shows the world, it shows even other believers and individuals that he or she belongs to Christ. Why? Because they respond just like he would. Because as Jesus is, so are we. See, we just think that, uh, that that's beyond casting out demons. We also are to love and forgive, have compassion like Jesus. Oh, sticky, sticky. 
Are you here? So uh, what, where were we going? We said something about overlooking an offense, didn't we? Isn't that what we said? Okay. Well, let's look at it. Hadn't tend to go here, but we will since you, wanna, since you want me to show you. Proverbs 19.11, Amplify. Let me show you something. <laughs> so here's the thing. Say this. Traps are going to come. It's the trigger of a trap. That, that word offense, scandalin, Greek word. It's to be ensnared. It's, it's simply put, it's when someone does something, daughter, that would potentially cause you to stumble, but you take it. See, that's the dangerous part. You took the bait. You allow that thing to settle, seep. Rather than forgiving you, and see, that's when it starts growing. That's where that rage and bitterness comes in. And, and, and I think we overlook what the word says because of how we feel. But we, we don't walk by feelings. We walk by agreement, faith, trusting God. It's going to be hard. That's why we rely on history. Watch this. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his. See, my might ain't no good. My might's no good. Our might wants to clap back. Our might wants to retaliate. Our, our might often seeks revenge. But if we're strong in his might and in the power of his strength, we're able to do it. Are you here? See, again, guys, the, what, that st what those st statistics also tells us is that 80% of, of Christians live offended. You've seen some. You know, they kind of shout and stuff in church, but they rigid all week long. Not nice. And see, it, here's what we think. The raised... It goes from being upset at the offender, and see, then it starts bleeding out in other areas. How many times you heard a message on offense? But we hear messages get us to shout. See, shouting has its place in good, but after you shout, are you forgiving though? Can you forgive after you don't ran through the church? See, that's the real testimony. I've shouted, but I was also able to forgive. Huh. And we have to move beyond wanting people to, you, you, with this outer exterior, wanting people to think we're there. Listen, it will seep through you what's in you. It'll eventually come out. See, we can only do this so long. Huh. Good sense and discretion makes a man what? Slow to anger. And listen to this. And it is his honor and glory 
to overlook a transgression or an offense without seeking revenge and harboring resentment. Take note of the first half of this proverb. One, it focuses on self-control. Again, that's one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. You cannot possess self-control without the person, power, presence of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it on your own. You need his power infused inside of you. Are you here? The NLT says sensible people control their temper. Huh. But this word in the Hebrew, this word overlook, it, it literally means to pass over or to simply let it go. Good sense and discretion. Discretion makes a man slow to anger, and it is his honor and glory to let it go. See, watch this. Again, we focus on the hurt. You're letting it go for you, for the sake of your peace, for the sake of your health, <laughs> your happiness. Because here's the thing, I can't go back 5, 10, 15 years and correct what he did, she did, she said, he said. It's done. Now, you can live back there if you want, but if you want a stress-free, strife-free, stuck-free life, I have to get to that place where I can let it go. And let me say this. It's a place of maturity. It's a place of development. You do not get there because you've been coming to church for a long time. Oh, let me say that again. Listen, you don't get to that place, Brother Kenwood. I said that right, right? Kentwood, Kenwood, you Ken. Watch this. It's not a place you arrive at, sir, because you've been saved. Five years. See, you don't get to that place of letting it go because you've been a member of Shekinah Glory since you was a baby. No. You get there through maturity. And how do I mature? I respond every time that thing happens the way God says I respond. And when I do that, it keeps strengthening me and building me spiritually. Listen, so to overlook an offense, it literally means to pass over it. Let it go. Do you know how mature you have to be when somebody says something slanderous to you and you laugh? At <laughs> I'm good, sir. I'm not even going to retaliate. Listen, I'm going to overlook that. I'm, I'm going to let that go. See, that's, that's, that's maturity. That's Christ. Because here's the thing, in case you didn't know, people are going to say things perhaps that you don't like. And while we're here, notice we said four ways that these seeds of offense are sown into you. What people did not say to you, what people 
did say to you what people did not do for you and what people did to you. So people are offended because of what wasn't said. You could have thanked me for cooking. See, see, is, is that why you cook for me to thank you? Because if that's why you're cooking, you can always be topsy-turvy. Thank you. I appreciate it. But don't let that twist and bend you out of shape if no one says that it's a trick. It's a play, it's a trick to get you stuck. See that? What they said to you. That's why it, you have to be all the more careful to guard your heart. The scripture says this, and we said this early on in this teaching. Be careful how you hear. Sometimes we, see, here's the thing. Oh, and I said this before. The first thing that goes when you get offended is your hearing. That's why a brother offended is harder than when he doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to hear what you have to say. She doesn't want to hear what you have to say. To overlook an offense is to take no notice of wrongs done against you. It's to refuse to retaliate. It's to let affronts go. It's to simply forgive. So when you overlook it, when you let it go, you're saying, which, in essence, what you're saying is, man, I forgive you. I'm not even about to let that thing get in me. See, again, it's not the offense. It's when you let it take root. It's when you don't let it go. You hear? Because it's coming. Uh, let me see. Uh-huh. Let me see what I can use. Hmm. That's your water. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, catch that for okay. Now listen, offenses are gonna come. You're getting something from coming. Okay? They're gonna come. They're gonna come. But the problem is, is it's not that they're not coming. Where the problem comes in is when you hold on to it. See, I don't have to hold it. See, see, when you when you let it go, you you, you simply give it back to them. Return to sender. I'm overlooking. But the, the, see, 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 when you hold on to it, that's when you start plotting, planning. Are you here? And then you become saturated in that foolishness. Why? Because you refuse to let it go. Like I said some time ago, it's like, see, we, we, when someone offends you, they give you the chain and the key and the lock. And saying, here, I'm trapping you, and you can either free yourself 
or let yourself out. Hold on. Anytime you choose. <laughs> let, let, you can pray about it all day, but you still have to let it. Are you here? So, so it's when you hold it that it becomes dangerous. Notice, just like I gave it back to him, and see what, now put a little speed on it. See? (laughs) See, that hurt. It hurt. But still, I threw it back. We're not denying that it didn't hurt. But still, still, it's my choice. See, again, even though, again, we focus on the hurt. But still, it's my choice whether I can sit there. Oh, and, and, oh he ain't happy. Guys, this is a place of maturity. 80, let, let me help you out. 80% of Christians, Minister K, live in offense. 80% or more. Are you here? So it's, it's when you hold it. So, again, it's coming. Nobody's saying it's not coming. But when it comes... You have to overlook it. You see, what you're saying is return to sender. I'm, in other words, to return to sender says, I don't accept this. I don't receive this. Just like you get wrong mail, wrong address. This is not for me. Because if I keep it, it's going to create trouble. See, we think it might create. No, it's going to create trouble. So you have to let it go. Are you here? Now, so, so it, it's to, simply it's to, why did, how, why did we end up, we're supposed to be in Second Peter. So it's simply to forget. So I keep hearing, we, we keep getting stuck on what they said, what they did. And see, Pastor, see, you, you can't identify with that because it didn't happen to you. See, Jesus never said, see, see. It, okay, I, I, okay, agree. Maybe I I don't know what it's like that. Now I have a father. Raising house with a father. Maybe you're holding, you know, that against father, whatever situation may be. But as a believer, if you are to be like Jesus is in the earth when he was here physically, as he is, so are we then you should respond like, now let me, let me say this. 
We talk about how bad things are. What about what he had to endure? Watch this. So we wouldn't have to be stuck. What about what he endured, daughter? So we could live a stress-free, strife-free, stuck-free life. It's almost like he went through all that so we could still be stuck. No way. I'm not even going to do him that way. I want to show him that I appreciate what you did for me. No, it doesn't feel good. Yes, Lord, I'm going to need your help day by day. But nonetheless, I'm giving it back to the sender. So, so, so to that overlook it means to let it go. In other words, it's to forgive. Now, let me, let me say this. The word forgive, listen to this, is built on the same root word as the word grace. And it means to bestow favor unconditionally. Y'all just missed what I said. Now, you don't want to want to go here, so since I went here, listen to me. Okay? It is built on the same root word as the word grace, charis. And it means to bestow favor unconditionally. I hear that Sister Walker, too. It's not going to be easy. Nobody says it's going to be easy. Again, greater is he that is in me. We, we, we're weak, yes. 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 Even after you come out the closet after seven hours of prayer, you're still weak. You're weak. Yes, you are. Now, you may be stronger spiritually because we edify ourselves when we pray in Holy Spirit. So you'll be strengthened, but still, even in that, you need to rely on his power. That's why he is called our helper. <laughs> what does a helper supposed to do? Help. And guess what most believers fail to do? Rely on their help. And here's the amazing thing. It works if we do it. And when you respond the way he, he responds, there's like a supernatural charge that comes over you. And you be like, you, you, you amaze yourself when you respond. And see, when you respond, that's what activates that power and gives him an opportunity to go to work. Are you here? So, and listen, so it's to bestow Favor unconditionally. So understanding that, you realize that forgiving is not probation. What do you mean? Merely suspending the sentence under supervision and specific conditions. Y'all missed that. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes, you know, it's it's. It's a probation type of forgiveness. 
I if you act right, if you do this or if you do that, that's not what true forgiveness is. Matter of fact, when you understand agape, unconditional, not based on conditions. If you forgive me first, then I'll see. Where's that scripture? And that's what a lot of people do. Seeking a response. That's not what unconditional love does. It loves because that's what it's, it's its nature to love. It doesn't understand. It, 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 it can't do anything but love. It's going to always respond the right way. Are you here? Notice it says, good sense and insight. Psalms 119, 165. Let me show you something. Watch this. I wanted to show you this uh, because when we go back to Peter, when I, notice I said good sense and insight. One of those indispensable qualities is knowledge. To have insight of the Word of God. Great peace have they which and do you see this in your word? And what? And nothing. That's Bible. So, properly understood, offenses are going to come. So where it says, and nothing shall offend them, in other words, you are such a lover of God's word that when things try to come and entrap you, you respond the way the word says to respond. So as a result, that thing did not have an opportunity to take root. So I didn't stumble. And if I respond like that every time the enemy tries to approach me with an offense, I will never stumble because my response is always in line with the word of God. I do what he says to do. So a lover of God's word is someone who responds according to the word of God. Let me show you. You hear? See, we want to get to that place where when you lie down, you rest, not just sleep. <laughs> it's a huge difference. So just because, see, you, you could sleep for eight hours and get up just as tired and fatigued, but you could rest for two and feel like you slept 10. And again, holding it hurts you more than the offender. Wonder how many believers have been 
taken out of here because of offense. Some, and, I, and I, I'll be the first to tell you, everything's not hereditary, generational. What could be generational habits and tendencies, things that you've seen other people do. But everything's not, thank you, a curse. It's not your diet. Some things people have, because of them harboring and taking offense, self-inflicted themselves, not God. Because they chose Crystal to hold on to it, harbor and it starts, they start to deteriorate from the inside out. Mad. Just imagine just carrying that around and never releasing it. What do you think it's doing? But here's, here's the, the part that amazes me. People willingly. See, that, that takes a lot of energy to own purpose willfully stay there. I'm not going to forgive you. I ain't ready to forgive. Listen, if you're waiting to be ready, you will never get, you will never be ready to forgive. If you wait into, so for the believer, there has to be a forgiveness up front. And Lord, now I need you to help me get through this. But see, why do you say that? Well, if you hold it, beloved, it's going to get worse. So it's to your advantage that I forgive today. Now watch the trick of the enemy. Because the longer I hold it, the less you're inclined to want to forgive because of the offense. See, that's the trick. Well, watch this. Christians tickle me with it. Well, the Lord knows my heart. Okay, and we, we know that. I'm just saying, show me where he gives us an out to hold on to it. I'm waiting. Chapter, book, verse. Now, we got plenty of scriptures, Brother Damon, where we are told to forgive. But none to tell us, oh, well, you just hold until you feel, till you, till, till you feel ready. I understand. See, if you're hearing that voice, that's the enemy. Mm, not many amens on that one. If something's telling you to hold on to it until you get ready, I trust you, that's not God telling you to hold it until you get ready to let it go. So is that a place that, where we can arrive? Yes. Now, let me show you something else. First John 4, 3. And I guess we'll start in Peter next week because, <laughs> and the Lord is true. There's no rush because so many are gripped with this. I'm telling you, that's, that is a terrible place to be where you are allowing the actions of another person to dictate your response and everything you do like that. Don't give that person that kind of power. And as I said before, while you are, you in general, not anyone here, but while those individuals are harboring and holding it, 
the people who cause offense, again, you know what they're doing? They're living their best life that they know how. What, what did we say? Are you here? Huh. Well, I can sense that 80% today. <laughs> Boy, y'all. <laughs> uh-huh. Just let it go. Just like another TKO. First, <laughs> to love God's law, beloved, is to live in agreement with his word. In other words, you do what it says. Let me show you this. First John 5, 3, Amplified Version. Watch this. For true lovers of God. Let, 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 just let me do a little survey. Anybody here, believers, all the believers, raise your hand. Huh, great, mm, great deal of believers. That's good. Now, think very carefully before you raise your hand on this next question. I'm going to do a screenshot of all the hands raised. <laughs> How many true lovers of God in the house? Not so many hands up this time. Wait, let's, how many believers? How many lovers of God? Okay. For the true love of God is this, that we what? Habitually what? Keep his, now his commandments again, talking about his word, his precepts, his laws. Don't, not the Ten Commandments. Again, there were 600 and something laws that Israel couldn't keep. So we're not talking about the Ten Commandments. His word is identified as his commands. So we habitually keep his what? Commandments. Oh, here it go again. And remain focused on we what? On his precepts and his commandments. Excuse me, and his commandments and precepts are what? Not difficult to obey. They're not difficult to obey. Watch this. So my job is to, when the offense come, Okay, all these suggestions that I'm getting. <laughs> See, you played right into it. I want you to do the same thing. In about 30 minutes, 
when you're sitting in Applebee's eating off the 10 for 1 appetizer menu. And the waitress is slow about bringing your fourth cup of sweet tea with your diabetic <laughs> sugar-eating sweet potato pie. <laughs> but hey, it's the same way. Y'all yeah, was quick to tell Pastor. Oh, see how hypocritical we could be? And some of y'all, I've been trying to get you to forgive since you've been here, and you still talking about. We, I'm almost ready. What do you mean you almost ready? So remember that. And see how see how we oh forget it, let it go. Pass. No, don't let that get you. It what gets me, Latoine. I say the same thing to the to the to the saints. But did y'all hear me say, you know how you see how hard he threw it? He could have been a little sweeter. <laughs> but that's what, the same way everybody was, it, ooh, it just sounds so sweet. Even how you said, forgive, Pastor. <laughs> Let it go. No, don't take that. He ain't mean it. <laughs> how you know what the man <laughs> He don't know what he's doing. But see, it, it, This is how you respond. There you go. It's not for me, sir. Thank you. Sit down. Now remember, you're gonna have an opportunity to do this in a few minutes. On your way home, couples. You're not going to talk to me? <clears throat> now, Pastor just said, I don't want to hear what Pastor said. But we, but we just left church. For the shoe lover, watch this. Here's what I want you to focus on. We habitually keep his commandments. And see, and remain focused on, or you can say his word. Throw it again. So when offense comes, my job is to remain focused on his word. See that? I ain't studying the offense. Most people want to do is nurse the offense. No. No, 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 no. One of them's got to go. Either I'm going to nurse the offense or remain focused on the word. I can't, look, look. 
I cannot do both effectively at the same time. One of them has to lead. You missed what I just said. One of these, Sister Given, has to lead. I cannot respond to both simultaneously and be effective. So either I'm going to focus on this or focus on his precepts. And what messes people up, they try to do both. And really what they're doing when it comes to the word, if I'm still holding this, I'm walking in deception. Why? Because I'm just now, I'm just, now I have reduced myself to just being a hearer of the word. And James says, when you hear only and do not do, you deceive yourselves. So we're deceiving ourselves, that, you know, with, with, the, with all these little colloquialisms. How, how you doing? God is good. And all the time, and all the time, God is good. How, and we say the little fancy words, and we know how to do all the. But rotting from the inside out because we won't just release it and focus on what his word says. Second Peter 1, verse 5, and we'll pick up here next week. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.